Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hi, everyone. I'm Carol. And I'm David. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking about sex and sexuality, sexual pleasure, communication, consent, respect, and relationships, and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because... Well, great sex matters, and we all deserve it. We sure do. So are you looking for credible information about sex and sexuality? Perhaps. Perhaps you're looking for a like-minded community to share your sexual adventures without shame or censorship. Well, on today's show, we're going to explore a new sexy social site where you can uncover a universe tailored to your desires and anonymously explore, connect, shop, learn, and play. We love to play. And we're happy to have our good friend Dominic Caretzos from Healthy Pleasure Collective with us today as a guest co-host all the way from London, England. Welcome, Dom. Hi, it's so great to be with you guys again. I love hanging out with you. We do as well, all of us in isolation. But before we get into the show, we want to remind everyone, like we do on every show, to um, go out and find out about our top waterproof blanket because everybody should continue to have great sex now more than ever. But you know what? If you're fed up with sleeping in the wet spot or having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leakproof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils to silicone lubes or any other sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't even have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does, and so does today's show. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're so excited to introduce our special guest. Heather Montgomery is the founder and CEO of a new social site called Please Me, which we're going to learn all about. Welcome, Heather. Thank you, both of you. I'm so excited to be here. And Dom, I'm just can't believe you're a co-host too. It's awesome to have all three of you. I, I have a feeling that t- tonight's conversation, I'm saying tonight because it's tonight in London, but tonight's conversation is going to be very interesting. I love a conversation that starts with the headline, please me. <laughs> of course we do. <laughs> so Heather, why don't you get started and tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this field of sexuality and why you felt like you had to develop a new social platform. Yeah, that would be wonderful. I mean, I think like most products, it was born out of what I felt was a necessity. Um, I come from the Midwest and was raised in a very religious upbringing. And that came with very little sexual education and a very limited view on sexual pleasuring of yourself, you know, masturbation uh, and or really how you felt about any kind of sex that wasn't in wedlock. Right. So I felt as I was out, first marriage, divorce, second marriage, divorce, and really struggled through those marriages with my own identity, with my sexuality, Um, just really what I liked, what I didn't like, what made me orgasm, what didn't, um, and just never really feeling very able to find the tools or be able to communicate 
without it feeling like a catastrophe for me emotionally. Um, and so that's part of it. And then when I did finally start to explore and want to look at sex toys, I had a pretty traumatic experience going into my first shop and feeling like I had to wear a hat and sunglasses and did anybody see me? And then I got in and I'm asking some <laughs> um, 21-year-old boy behind the counter right. what's going to make me feel good down there. And my face got beat red and I think I ran out of there with a purple dildo uh, or vibrator that was, you know, subpar for sure <laughs> because I just, I was uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And I was 30-something mm -hmm. at that time. Mm -hmm. I'm not even talking about, you know, being young. I had had babies already. Um, and so when I, when I did start to look to explore and wanted to look into fetishes or different lifestyles or, you know, talk to people, um, I didn't either didn't feel comfortable talking to them or I couldn't find the people to talk to. Mm -hmm. I guess that's really kind of what it boils down to. And so I, believe it or not, just had a dream in the middle of the night and the whole thing came to me as a download. I wish I could claim that this wasn't some kind of a universal gift but um, it really was. And I wrote it down and I woke up the next day and said, what was that? Um, and then I put it in a PowerPoint presentation and I stared at it for five years, wondering if I was strong enough and or if this is really what I was meant to do with my life. And finally, after climbing Mount Kilimanjaro two and a half years ago, I decided that I was not going to let fear be a factor and that this was something that probably many people needed if I still after seven years felt so strongly about needing it myself. Um, and I, I put together a team and we started to build it on wow. the beginning of 2018. Wow. Cool. That is an amazing story. Now, Dom, your world is all about bringing people together and you are so into this, um, teaching people what they don't know. Let's get into, um, for a minute sideways here about the need for people to be educated about all the different aspects of sexuality. Well, you know, David, you're right. First of all, we say in business, when you have a good idea and you sleep on it, the next morning, if it's still a good idea, go for it. So I think seven years is more than enough to, when your intuition and gut says yes, damn, go for it. But um, I think a lot of us in this space who are about providing education, teachable moments, and also just disrupting and busting open the dialogue that sex is not something that we need to retract from but rather explore and it's healthy and then of course we've got this huge um metal block and I, I almost say these giants you know these digital giants like the googles and the instagrams and the social medias where at times their algorithms and we've all experienced it to some ex extent you know, like to put our business efforts and our dreams in coffins before, nail them down before we've even had the chance to try. So to be able to create a world where you, and, and it's not just a world that you explore, it's ultimately harvesting or holding that safe space, right, for someone to explore an entire sexual journey that we always forget is, is dynamic. Mm -hmm. It's not static. So how we start off with sexuality in one year and, and, and day by day it changes, month by month, by life cycles and by relationships, it's never the same. And that, there's beauty in that. So there aren't enough people doing enough because there's a lot of things to have have swayed Heather to say no, you know, <laughs> never mind yeah. just 
Yes, there's a lot that doesn't work for us in our industry yet. And we are all working towards it, but we're not there yet. Mm-hmm. Um, we need more. We, we, we always need platforms like, you know, Sexy Lifestyle Show. We need platforms where we can explore our sexuality that hold that safe space. And by safe space, I don't just mean data. I mean judgment-free. I mean accredited education and information. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Dominic, can you tell us how you and Heather uh, know each other? I think we're LinkedIn sluts. Yes, we are. <laughs> yes, we are. And I saw I saw a post you recently did about COVID and intimacy and what your passion and mission was at the uh, Healthy Pleasures Lab, um, Collective Lab. And Correct. I said, Amen. We're on board 100%. We should meet. I think that Correct. was pretty much. I was the aggressor, if I don't. <laughs> I love. I love to act with passive stuff. Don't worry. Um, yeah. I, you know, it's it's interesting because Heather reached out, and that's obviously where a lot of the sex tech, health tech, femtech entrepreneurs and founders do see. We seem to sort of congregate and reach out because there is no one sort of business platform that we can go to, um, and it's really really important as well that a lot of the the startups are being founded by women, mm-hmm. and historically we haven't always been very supportive of each other. Um, and in this instance, it was really great when Heather reached out because I feel like we really do need a level of transparency in our industry and in our space. We really do need to support and hold each other up. Um, so we've had plenty of conversations backwards and forwards. I've asked Heather uh, for some insights um, around data and security, and she shared some surveys we've done. And likewise, I've just bounced off Heather. And that's it's really lovely when you when you find that flow in mm-hmm. another entrepreneur that understands the grind mm-hmm. and understands how much you give. And, you know, in, in hospitality industry, they say you give from the heart because when it comes to cooking and entertaining and, and, and you know, providing people with an experience, when you provide sexual education, content, experience, um, I feel like it comes from the soul because mm. – there are as many sexualities as there are people. So, and it really is the essence of who we are. So when we give that all the time, all day, every day, it's really lovely to meet like-minded people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, now Heather, I, I know um, Dom just mentioned something about security and she mentioned something about, you know, the different types of sexuality people live or experience. Now, Carol and I have gotten on Please Me. We've had an opportunity to tinker around through it. But why don't you just talk two minutes about, um, first of all, um, the security and the anonymity. Yes, that. Wow. That's a tough one, that word. It's a tough one. I stumble over it all the time. Anonymity. Normally, words over six letters, like I don't do them. (laughs) And then I want you to talk about, you know, the different worlds, the seven different worlds that are in there. And they go from you know, vanilla all the way down to extreme kink and swingers are somewhere in between there. But it's really a place for everybody to socialize, isn't it? Yeah, so I I, I definitely want to just agree with Dom about the soul and the heart. And I was also in the industry of hospitality. And I think that a big part of what you said about keeping the safe space is all the reason why I created the anonymity as being its central focus, you know, I think it's not about feeling like we need to be ashamed of our sexuality, but it's about the fact that for me, some things are still private. 
you know, it doesn't mean I'm ashamed of them. It means I may only want to share them with certain people whom I feel are in the quote unquote from the movie circle of trust. Mm -hmm. You know, the people that I know, I, I feel like, yes, this is important for me, you to know this about me. And I don't mind you knowing this about me. I choose to tell you that information. And so when we, when we created the anonymity, where you come in, you get a screen name and an avatar, and we're only collecting an email address, not your personal information other than how to contact you so you can log in. Um, the purpose was to protect people's data to it by not collecting it, right? That's a, a huge part of our, our data security plan is not you know taking that personal information. Um, and so our shopping platform is a separate platform and it's run by all the same things where you were to purchase. So all the personal information is held separately based on your purchase and your name and your address. It's zero to do, nor is it connected to your anonymous account. Um, and we did that on purpose. And then the other thing that's important about that is, and I, and I remember you two saying you were going to do a profile together. And I think I encouraged you to each do one separately, um, not to keep things from one another, but the analysis actually goes through what do you prefer in bed? What do you like? You know, what do you not like? Um, so that it can put you in the proper world with, you mentioned there are seven of them, with a like-minded community as it relates to what you like in bed. So I think a lot of what happens, whether you're quote-unquote vanilla or quote-unquote kink, is there's a judgment about that. Like, oh, you're weird because you're kinky and oh, you're boring because you're vanilla. Like even that in and of itself has some judgment involved. And I really wanted people to, number one, understand you don't necessarily wake up vanilla and end up extremely sadomasochistic, right? <laughs> there's a journey that goes on. And I felt there were more than just two categories there. Um, and I wasn't alone in that feeling. And we created a team of people we worked for six months on what do we really want to make this do? And most important core message being, we wanted anyone and everyone, regardless of age, uh, gender, gender preference, lifestyle preference, um, sexual preference, to have a place to explore um, and get good content in those areas and not necessarily see things that weren't of interest to them. And, and lastly, since the community in that world has similar sexual preferences to you, the likelihood of judging each other diminishes, mm -hmm. right? So we go in and we go, oh, you're a, well, and, and Dom, if your birthday is before the 20th of March, then you're a Pisces and I'm a Pisces. Mm -hmm. And I can immediately identify mm -hmm. with certain things about the Pisces personality and go, oh, we have a lot of similarities and we have a common ground. Let's start talking. And that was really what I wanted to do for the sexual conversations. People have so much shame and judgment. I know I was one of them that, you know, just having a baby step or a way to start and not worry about feeling judged so much or that everybody's seeing and hearing and watching what you're doing, I was hope would hope would be liberating and empowering to people to take that area of their life and expand and explore on it should they want to. Now, Dom, you know, you mm. and your Entomology Institute um, really are out there talking about how people can define their sexuality, what they want, what they like, based on their own preferences. Isn't Please Me similar to what you're doing and allowing people to just be who they are and not, like uh, Heather just said, worry about judgment? 
Um, I don't think entirely. And I think the reason is entomology is predominantly offline and whereas Please Me is online. And I think what's really important here is, for example, most of the, the topics that we teach at entomology um, are 360. In other words, it covers health like endometriosis, things like um, erectile dysfunction. It's a woman's issue. So it's as much about self-care and support and help. And so it's very much offline. And therefore, you have to, like Heather said, declare that you are interested in this because you're sitting in a live room with maybe 50 to 100 people. And I think what you find out there is the starting point of, you know what, I'm interested in this. So it's the why is it important to me that I'm learning in entomology? And then Please Me is, again, it's that safe space to explore and discover. And what I really do like about Please Me that very few brands have managed to, to accomplish is the starting point is not discovery and exploration. The starting point is consent. Mm -hmm. So not only consent with others, but consent with yourself. And so that's our starting point. You let go of, um, you know, what do I have to declare? What I don't have to declare? What do I have to show? What I don't have to show? And so you melt away any labels of stigmas that may be attached. And the starting point is I'm giving myself permission, a special permission that we often aren't given to say, this is what my sexuality looks like now. I'm going to go and explore and see, maybe vanilla will turn me to kink, who knows? Maybe I like it this week, maybe I don't. And I find like-minded people along the way. And I get to choose. So now you've got consent, you've got communication, and then you've got a celebration of, of those like-minded humans in that safe space at that time. So, you know, call it the three C's and if you want, which has nothing to do with the coronavirus, but <laughs> I promised myself Thank I wouldn't you. say corona in this, but sorry guys, I let it loose, let it out the bag. <laughs> so so entomology is yes, we're all aiming for the same thing, to awaken and to bring to the surface information that you maybe never ever thought you would have have gotten your hands on. I mean, because sex education is either obscure or obsolete. But now to take that and say, hey, that's interesting. Now I'm going to explore it. Now I'm going to discover it. Now I'm going to share it with a partner or partners. Um, is is you know we do that with every else part of our life, and we do it with individual life chambers. So we do it with our health, and we do it with our fitness, and we do it with our food. <laughs> but we don't see it all to create this healthy lifestyle. But it should be a healthy lifestyle with play, healthy lifestyle with sexual wellness. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's any way we can bring those life chambers together. It's hugely important. Yeah, absolutely. And we're just going to ask you to hold that thought as we remind everybody that we are Carol and David, and we're here with Dominic Caretzos. And today we're chatting with Heather Montgomery, the founder of Please Me, uh, which is a new sexy social media site. And we're going to get back to this discussion right after this short break. All right, so we want to tell you about a new product we've discovered that helps improve your sex drive and a whole lot more. We've been using Somaderm Gel for a few months now, and wow, what a difference it's made in our daily lives. Somaderm is a transdermal gel that naturally optimizes human growth hormone, HGH, and supports our body's stress response system, which we all need right now. From improved libido to better stamina and beyond, we've also noticed less joint discomfort, better sleep, and an overall feeling of well-being. Yeah, this amazing gel has improved our life as well as our sex life. And we all want better sex, right? 
So go to thesexylifestyle.com for more information about Somaderm Gel and order yours today because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David and we're chatting with Dominic Caretzos and having a great chat with Heather Montgomery from pleaseme.com. And we've been talking all about their sexy social media, sex education and the need for a community of like-minded people. So let's just get back into the pleaseme.com website where we know that you've developed seven different worlds all the way from vanilla to BDSM. Can you talk a little bit about how you came up with these seven different worlds and why it's important that everybody can feel the community of those different worlds? Yes. I mean, a lot of it has to do with what um, Dominique just said about having that permission and that consent and knowing that you're going into an area that's going to be like-minded, right? So your peers, if you will, or your peeps. And we really felt like there's so much more to being, quote unquote, well, the the line between, I hate to use these words. This is why I created the seven worlds with weird names (laughs) (laughs) and symbols and colors, because all of the words have like a judgment, but quote unquote, normal vanilla sex to kink, right? And one of the things that struck me as I started doing the research was how many people wanted to be spanked, right? And it's like, I think it was like 90% of the population has a fantasy or wants to be spanked during sex. Really? And yet, we, yeah, it's super high. It's like one of the highest things that people want to experience or do. And I remember thinking, well, that's what I've always thought was kink. But it sounds like it's what 90%, you know, like that doesn't sound different or or out there or further from the norm than the norm if it's 90% of people that want it. And so we started to look at and evaluate, you know, what would make somebody feel comfortable, right? Where is their boundaries, I guess you you will. And so we, we came, we looked at every sexual act that you could possibly do. And I mean, everyone and I had to learn a lot. <laughs> you should <laughs> come to one of our swinger of our, parties. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I have. And I mean, but I mean about acts and the names of these acts. And some of them are, you know, there, there's 170 something. Right. Um, and so we went and we started putting them into a, a spreadsheet, literally. And we were thinking, what would really take somebody over the line? Where would they say that's a hard no, and what we learned was it really was about what people would probably not be willing to do that would put that into that next world, right? And so we looked at role play and we looked at oral sex and we looked at voyeurism and we looked at exhibitionism and we looked at anal sex and all kinds of different activities that you can do in bed all the way to, you know, being in a stockade and using cane versus using blogger uses, you know, being an ashtray, being a piece of furniture. I mean, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot of things. Um, and so we started to go one by one and we, we worked on it and we ran it by a number of people that are of different sexual orientations and different genders and women and men. And it was interesting. There was a couple things that we realized in order to be able to have this world be explored by everyone, we need to leave it out. And one of those things was relationship status, whether you're monogamous or whether you're a swinger or whether you're into polyamory or a monogamish, um, you know, or asexual. I mean, none of that mattered. What mattered was what you liked in bed because 
There are swingers who are quote unquote in the early world that really only likes traditional in the bedroom, doggy style, uh, missionary, uh, 69 perhaps and some oral. And then that's about it. They don't want to be restrained. They don't want to be spanked. They don't want to do role play, um, but they're still swingers. Mm -hmm. And then you would have people that were into BDSM or, or dominant submissive and they were also swingers. And so there was no way to take a, a lifestyle approach, if you will, and be really able to serve enough people. Um, and then the other thing was, I guess you would say, how do you gradually go from one thing to another? You usually don't, people don't usually jump from one extreme, right? They'll take a baby step in. So we looked at what were the baby steps into different forays um, sexually. And then we, we, we settled on the final thing. And it's interesting because we've been in beta for a year and we've had over 10,000 people take the test. And I have yet to have even one person come back and tell me they feel like they're in the wrong world. And we have people in every world. Hmm. So I think we did a good job. Um, that would be my my inclination based on evidence. Okay, um, I get I get to ask a question. Wait, I, I, just before that, what I really liked, I wanted to say what I really liked about it is they, you have a suggestion of what could be the next world if you wanted to move up or if you had a goal to move from your current world. And I really like that because you're giving already a direction of where they could go next. Yeah, what would be probably most comfortable to go next? And I, and I only say that because there's no right or wrong. But if you're here, might be most comfortable to try these things next, mm -hmm. you know, so, and then these. So, and then these. so Carol and I have an expression, and it goes something like this. We never say never. So we've been in the lifestyle. We've been swingers for 12 years. We have seen things that probably people can't even imagine. And every time we go to a party or we go onto the Bliss Cruise or we go to Hedonism, we see new things and, and different things. So as you did this um, research, what was the one thing that came to you that you said, hmm, I'd like to try this? Oh, good question. Dom, you're next. Oh, I'd well, I mean, you, that I haven't already tried. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's what I would tell you. I have taken a journey right along with every step of this company's development. And so I will tell you there was a lot, lot of things and I've done them. Um, so if, if you want to know now, like where I'm at now or when I first started, no. let me just make sure I understand the question. Whatever, just for just now. Share, share something with us. Then we're going to hear from Yeah, Tom. I mean, I wanted to try a threesome. I hadn't tried a threesome um, and I did try a threesome. It was at FFM. Okay, and, two girls. Um, and it was also at uh, a fetish weekend. So not only was it a threesome, but it incorporated some dominant submissive things, which was part of my, also part of my list. So I got to do like a multitude of things at once. Very cool. That's nice. Yeah. And yeah. I squirted all oh, in the yay. same <laughs> weekend. Yes. Your blanket, so, yeah, your top, to, your top waterproof blanket I, is on the way. <laughs> oh, yay. I can't wait to get that. I'm so excited because the one I had was too Small, and I love that you guys made it a king size so that it goes over everything. It was brilliant. It I does. can't wait to get it. Well, Carol's been known to have a big flow when she squirts, so it needs to cover the bed. I have <laughs> yeah. a picture. I have a picture of her squirting on the mirror behind the bed. So, yeah. perfect. I love it. So, love so, it. so, Dom. Yes. So, Dom. What is one of those things that you have seen or read about that you would like to try? I'm still trying to figure out what type of furniture I would try and make my body into. 
like, I don't even know if I'm flexible enough to try and do even the backward pose in yoga. The, the, the worst thing, the worst and the best part I think of our jobs is you you approach it with all the openness and the passion and the sort of the vitality of discovering learn and learning and then wanting to share it. And then I was saying to someone the other day, and now I think people think I sit and watch porn or discover new <laughs> stars all day long. And it's, you know, I do Excel spreadsheets. And my, yeah. I think my, right now it's not about the sex. And for me, the thing that turns me on the most is every time I meet, um, I meet the likes of like you and you and Carol or Heather or uh, other innovators that go, we've developed this product, we're designing this vibrator, we've created the solution for menopause or this new VR technique for porn, ethical porn. Mm. It's my zing at the moment. This is my massive amount of foreplay because just when I think innovation is maybe stagnant or slowing down, some clever person comes up with something and I get super, super excited about it. On a personal level, I, you know, I have also been through a divorce and we've shared this before on a previous, on a previous show. Um, my, I always used to say my biggest turn on would be my, my desired partner is a partner that will explore and discover and hold a safe space for me never judge me because uh, if, with similar story heather my, you know my 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 marriage did not suffice and and did and suffered terribly from a lot of judgment and i thought there was something wrong with me because i put sexuality and pleasure right there at the top of my list yeah and I, was, I was shamed for that although i came from a really liberal passionate family i came from a greek father you know we the gods and everything else was included in that sex talk but you know society shamed me and, and I thought there was something wrong with me. So anytime that I can encounter another human being that takes their sexuality seriously and with enough fun and passion, mm. it is for me, it's like, you know, like Buddha meets the lights, I'm, I'm <laughs> happiness. You know, yeah. I, I, I really was making this question very simple. I just was hoping you were going to answer group sex with Heather, Carol, and myself. Right. That's all he was looking <laughs> That's for. That's it. That, right? Simple. I'm not a complicated person. No, no. and this is David talking. And we all know this, right? So we are... Let's just get back to the show. And I think the next part of our discussion, which I'm super interested in, which is all about being a female entrepreneur in this world of sexuality, which is technically driven by men. So either uh, Heather or Dom, please jump in and say what it's like in this world today. Dom, do you want to go first? Yeah, I'm going to do it really, really quick, because what I have to say, I think is going to hit the nail on the head from my perspective. When um, Siri on our phones came out, you could ask Suri where to buy Viagra and, and where to hire a prostitute. But if you told Suri that you had been raped, she, her answer was, I cannot help you. Mm. If you asked Suri for an abortion clinic, her answer was, I do not know. And so technology, a lot like solutions, feminine solutions or feminine health, has been neglected historically for centuries, even up until the age of technology, just until the other day. So 
companies where innovation is is hugely important and a huge catalyst, but where innovation actually meets the solutions for what's it, fifty one percent or fifty point two five percent of the population all walking around with a vulva. Mm-hmm. Is, is now more prevalent than ever because we can't continue to move forward ignoring the rest of half of the population. And technology and innovation, especially around sexual health for women, has been traditionally or historically left out half the population of the world. Mm-hmm. So imagine there are moments where you feel like you're struggling up a mountain with all the elements against you, and other times there's this just uh, abyss of opportunity. And I, I, I relish in both. And I don't think it's, it's, it's not easy by any moment. We, we, we have a lot of struggles. And as feminine entrepreneurs, female entrepreneurs, as female innovators dealing with female issues, with taboos, we are constantly at times swimming upstream. But there is constant light being added to that. If it weren't for the Heathers and it weren't for the TSLs and it weren't for all the other innovators and it weren't for us females demanding solutions and opportunities like safe places to explore sexuality, like solutions other than a, a tampon, then we wouldn't have we wouldn't have this uh, this this opportunity in front of us, would we? Mm. So it's a it's it's a love and a dislike. I won't say love and hate. It's a love and a dislike. There's times where I want to throw my head up against a wall and just say, I can't help stupid. Mm-hmm. And that's probably not a very CEO answer. And then there's days where, which is nine-tenths of the law, which I absolutely would not give this up for anything in the world. Uh, yes, Dominic. I mean, you said it perfectly. Um, I, will, I will say that I've worked in a man's, role in a man's company and in a man's world since I was 12. And a lot of the jobs that I had, I was surrounded by men. I was one of the only women there in sales and in owning companies or consulting for large corporations. So I think I'm a little numb to it um, in that in that sense. And, you know, I, I hear a lot about how difficult it is to raise money and how um, we don't get the opportunities. And we definitely don't. Um, but I really have been fortunate enough to have a really great team of both women and a couple key critical men, <laughs> but really 70, 30, you know, are surrounded by women. And we just, we take each day as it comes. We, we have our goals. We, we know what we're shooting for. We reach out to the other people and women and companies that are out there looking to accomplish the same goals. And we get our power there if that makes sense. Like we tap into each other and we figure out how to create win-win solutions. Um, I've learned that at a young age. And so although being a female entrepreneur has its challenges, and I agree with you, there's that also opportunity there, right? Because if it was the space that was full already, it would be competitive and we'd have that, that to deal with. So there's this huge opportunity and it does sometimes feel like you're getting sucked into an abyss. Um, and you know, your analogy hit me when I was climbing up Mount Kilimanjaro, you know, it was almost more difficult going down in the tree, you know, with no control and with the wind at your back and got to get to base camp two and got to get to base camp three, you know, and you got to not pass out, you know? And so I think we're at that juncture. There's a lot going on. There's a lot more that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I think that we as women need to band together like the men always have and had each other's backs, you know, play golf with each other, do the thing with each other. You know, we women need to pull together as a gender in these types of roles and support each other. And I think that's starting to happen. I'm, I'm, I see it happening. Um, and I'm really excited by what I see that's, you know, coming out of even COVID-19, out of even the darkest, mm-hmm. hardest things. And now I said it, Dom, um, <laughs> you know, come, <laughs> come sometimes the greatest triumph. So I think this industry and, you know, our genders and our roles in technology and sexuality, you know, we're going to get some focus where we never had focus before uh, to your 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 letter that I answered the other day, um, right. which I'm excited about, too. Beautiful. So um, before we get into talking about yours and Dom's sex life in our Great Sex Matters segment, I just want to get into a little bit the channels that you're going to have on Please Me because the channels are so tied into what something Carol, myself, and Dom are so passionate about, and that is ensuring that any information that we put out is credible, anything related to sex mm-hmm. and sexuality. How are you going to manage that? And, and, and we know that's one of your passions. Yeah, I mean, we built the platform. We're the technology provider. The thought leaders, the brands, the people like yourself who are giving one-on-one support and education and information, that's that's really what we built it for. So those people could be put in touch with the rest of us regular people <laughs> who are just thriving and looking for this information, you know, striving to find it and hungry for it and wanting to improve these areas. So it was critically important to me as a, single woman and a mother, you know, and just being morally and socially responsible that we were providing good information, good entertainment. It's not, it's not all about education. It's also about entertainment, having fun and enjoying yourselves and finding places to go, you know, and what you said earlier, Dom, about, you know, people coming to that 360 experience, you know, the the platform is there to get them started and get them that information, but then they need to go somewhere right? They need to go to that 360 experience. They need to connect with the people on a one-on-one basis. They need to see the the events that are there to help them learn and touch and feel and tactilely experience sex because sex is tactile. <laughs> you know, we can talk about it till we're blue in the face, but like, let's, let's not lie. We'd rather just go do it, you know? Skin on skin. Um, yeah. So I think that um, the channels are the lifeblood and we, we have an approval process, right? We have FOSTA-SESTA to worry about. Um, we, we had that to worry about when we started building the technology. So there are certain things you'll go, why doesn't the site let me do this? And it's because we have to protect the integrity of the company, meaning if we get shut down because somebody's selling prostitution on our site, then all the good we want to do, all the other channels that we're doing good work, they all lose that platform, right? So we... Some things are because you're anonymous. Some things are because of FOSTA-SESTA. But we're looking to provide the tools to both the members and the channels to be able to interact with content, to be able to have a personality and respond with a GIF or a funny image or comment or emojis. And then for those providers of content to be able to upload video and put in an article and have an image with a booby on it and nipples showing. And I mean, this is a 21 and over platform. I think that's important to know because we wanted to be able to do a better job at looking at people and images and saying, is this an 18 year old or a 17 year old? It's kind of tough. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. 21 helps us, 21's drinking age, 20, you know, 
we love the 18 to 21 year olds, but we had to protect the integrity of the platform. Um, and so that's what, what we're hoping that channels feel when they come on board is that I can have my photos here. I can have my articles here. I can have my videos here. Why do I have to worry about getting censored on YouTube and Instagram and Facebook? Well, all this platform is giving me all three. Now we don't have the 200 billion members that Facebook has yet, you know, but if we build it, you know, and we all build it together and we bring our people over and we say, Hey, here's where you can see this information where I, I can't show it to you elsewhere. Here's where I'll always be. Even if I get shut down over there, you can come find me over here. And here's where for every member I bring, they, you channel brings me, we are going to give them a follower, you know? So we want to help build those channels, social media is up, not restrict them and tear them down and censor them. That's, that's really important part of the goal. Um, and one of, one of the ways we make sure the content is good is we require them to apply and show us their social and show us their website, show us their legitimate business um, so that we know who we're working with. Dom, your take on uh, um, credible information? Do you remember when Tumblr closed down? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you, I mean, I, Heather, that was actually the name of the, the brand when we were talking last and Tumblr was the one place that you could go and explore, you know, with different gifts and film and pictures and stories. And, you know, it's not nearly as, as um, elaborate and secure as, as Please Me. But there was, a, there was an outcry because mm -hmm. there, there was nowhere else other than the, the porn hubs of the world to be able to go and, you know, put your stories and put your images. Or if I wanted to be a novice cam girl, there was nowhere for a... a, a a sort of a hybrid between information, education, and entertainment. And mm -hmm. so they shut it down. And we are, when I say we, I mean, I'm generally speaking about those that are, have a sexual appetite, mm -hmm. are all looking for a place to go. Yep. Yeah, we, we actually considered launching early when that happened. And we ended up waiting because we felt like it was better to wait. But I think they lost over 25% of their membership base when that yeah. happened. And we're talking about, you know, 30 to 40 million people, I think it was. I mean, there's a lot. <laughs> they lost a lot. And their business really suffered for it. And the community did cry out. And they they looked for other alternatives of places to go. And I don't know that any of them have completely found it yet. Do you know what I mean? I still see people posting and they're trying Twitter a little bit and that still seems to allow some sexual freedom. And there's some new apps I've heard of, one that you told me about, Dom, that I'm, you know, checking out that I've heard people are enjoying. But, but yeah, I think that outlet, losing that outlet really impacted a lot of people. Well, as long as, as, long as we're talking about safe uh, adult entertainment, like you are at Please Me, which I think that was one of the problems at Tumblr. I, don't, I think it was a lot of children or underage people could have had right. access to that information. Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean, all of the platforms, when FOSTA-SESTA came out in um, April of 2018, um, you, that's where you start to see the censorship happen. And it was like a wave, right? And mm -hmm. the lawyers got on board. And, and, and these platforms that have 18-year-olds and older and are, you know, in many countries and have all these concerns about security because of the size and the, and the software wasn't written to manage that. So there's like a lot of things that are going on at once is how do we retrofit it? How do we protect ourselves? How do we protect the children? How do we, you know, 
mm-hmm. do everything that they're asking us to do and continue to th- survive and thrive. So I, I, I tend to, I, I probably give a little too much slack to the please or the Facebooks and the Instas and the, of the world. Cause I do understand some of their business risk and technology limitation woes. Um, but I don't know that they were boisterous enough about saying, but wait a minute, this content deserves to survive somehow. And I was really faced with, um, I got a call from my lawyer. I, we had already gotten our investment money, some of it, and we had written our, our tech spec, our specs for our technology. And we were just starting to build and, and, um, hired a team and everything. And, and then FOSTA SESTA came out and somebody says, well, now you can't do this. And I said, well, what do you mean? I can't do it. I said, we can't just let everybody shut down sexuality. That's not, that's not an answer. Like we, we, we can't let that happen. We're building, can't we build around this? Can't we find a way to comply with this? I mean, and that was really, you know, kind of what did change a little bit of our journey. And, and when I realized how important it was for the channels to have this tool, you know, as, and it, and it proves day after day to, to be that important. Wow. No, that's really great. Our industry is suffering for sure. Yeah, no, and now it's a new platform that people, of course, um, want to try new things and they want to get new information. And so uh, I hope that it, it works completely as you have planned. And of course, it keeps everybody safe at the same time. And this is all yeah. just amazing kind of different things that we don't usually think about. Um, but it's a great discussion to have. Let's just take a second and remind everybody that we are Carol and David and we're here with Dominic Caretzos from... Uh, the Entomology Institute, and we're having an amazing discussion with Heather Montgomery from PleaseMe.com all about this new social media platform. But coming up next is our favorite segment called Great Sex Matters, and David's going to give you girls a really hard time. So just hang on. We'll be right back. Hard time, huh? No pun intended. Uh (laughs) All right. And we want to invite everyone to join us at one of our favorite places on the earth, which is Hedonism 2 in Jamaica. We're going to be there in December 2020, when hopefully this world is starting to come back to a little bit more normal. And, uh, you know, Hedo is going to be celebrating with all their loyal guests and amazing rates, fantastic food, sexy entertainment, sexy people, and us. And it's going to be such a feel-good, sexy, get-back-home vacation um, also, we want to shout out to Miss Lynn like we did before. She is with theswingercruise.com, and we want to remind everyone that we're going to be on the, the Oasis of the Seas in November 2021. Yes, it's going to be the largest lifestyle cruise ever with 6,000 people. So for more information about that and anything else, go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. You know we're Carol and David, and we have Dominic. Say hi, Dom. Hi. And now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. And of course, we all understand how important it is to have a healthy sex life and a strong feeling of community, which is often served by digital social media platforms such as Please Me. But we can't forget about the more important connection that we all need, which is the skin-on-skin type of relationship which is something that Heather mentioned earlier, that the platform is there to grow and learn so that you can eventually apply what you've learned to your relationships, So, which is absolutely true. So let's start a little bit with... He- you want to start with Heather, David? Do you want me you, to get started? You start. Okay. I, you know, girl-on-girl right. girl okay. sex for me turns me on, so you girls go. <laughs> okay, so, so Heather, why don't you tell us a little bit about your current sexual mind frame and what in general turns you on? 
Yeah, so um, David, to your point earlier, I call myself a trisexual. I'll try anything three times. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> or twice, you know. Um, and so I think that um, what turns me on to answer that question is I do like the interplay of control and submission. So for me, I do enjoy being, you know, either tied up. There's a lot of different ways, right? So there's many different ways that you can experience restriction of your hands and your feet. Um, I enjoy that. I enjoy sensation play to get started. So a good flogging is always welcome. But it's probably interesting to note that for me, I can go from flogging to the most soft and sensual kissing and we can just forget about the rest of the BDSM experience. Like it's never one thing or another. And, and I'm in Zeta. That's my world. And that's kind of part of Zeta is that you may dabble in a lot of areas, but you don't necessarily live in one. Right. right. So some people are doms and subs and that's it. That That's it. That They're not happy unless that is the interplay and, uh, and they live that lifestyle. Um, so for me, I, I say I live a sexually explorative lifestyle. Um, I'm bisensual. I like, you know, people and if I like a person and I'm got good chemistry and we're all having fun and enjoying you know I say I play belly button up (laughs) (laughs) that's kind of another way we I've learned to say it and and I you know I enjoy to see another person pleasured so if I can be helpful on that um equation I'm I'm happy to do so and and (laughs) that would excite me too to see somebody feeling good right you're in David I'm always in (laughs) I'm always in um but yeah, fellatio turns me on, which is an interesting topic because I was you know you could say blowjob. You could say blowjob. Blowjob, a good blowjob turns me on, um, and I mean giving. Um, that's why I call it fellatio. But and I grew up with having uh, being molested that way by two teenage boys when I was five, and so it took me thirty years. But now, since I worked through that trauma, and worked at improving my skills on that. Now it's one of the things that turns me on the most. Wow. Mm-hmm. Which I like think I'm, I'm very proud of. Because you feel confident that you've overcome it, so to, so to speak. Well, it's no longer causing me angst. Wow. You know, it's cool. no longer limiting my pleasure. And now I can actually enjoy it, you know, so I feel great about that. And it's good to watch your partner be pleasured. And I am, you know, mostly heterosexual, um, female identifying. And so for me, that's, you know, something that gets me going. It's a good starter. Well, that's all very fun. So Dominic, I know we asked you a couple personal questions earlier in the show, but do you have anything to add about what your mind, sexual mind frame is usually in bed? Every time I'm on on your show, I always share a little bit of things that I probably wouldn't share with anyone else. (laughs) Um, You know, we've said it before, sex is dynamic. And so I tend to dabble in things um, I love that concept of being a trisexual. I think I might borrow that, Heather. <laughs> uh, and and, um, and I, I always love to explore and try. And I tell you, given the unprecedented times that we are in, and I know I'm not supposed to say the C word, both of them, yeah. um, two things I'm really loving and exploring at the moment. One is audio porn. Oh. So I am a very, I'm, I'm a 70% deaf in my right ear and I have no shock absorbers. So certain sounds go right through me, but I am very audio inclined. And mm. so if there's a certain sound or a certain pitch, it can, one, it can really, really hurt me. But on the other side of pain is pleasure. And so out came innovative brands um, about audio porn and uh, ASMR. So it's all about, you know, soft sort of whispering. And and I'm 
loving it. But I will, my partner always loves me. So like I, you can go and, and sort of hear the sample and, and he'll be hearing sort of sexy voices, be reading something. I'll go, no, no. Oh, hello, Hugo. <laughs> and then, no, no, yes, yes, no, no. And he's like, you know, I will then find and curate those that I love to explore with. And then another is non-demand pleasure. Because Corona, you are now living, I, I've moved in with my partner, but we live a lifestyle where he is running his own businesses and he works at night and I'm very independent. And so we've never lived this sort of nine to five lifestyle. And keeping that flame and desire and eroticism alive in and amongst all that's going on, we flipped it on its head and decided, well, let's explore non-demand. And I'm not sure if you know a lot about it, but it's very much, it, it's got nothing to do with penetrative sex. In fact, you're not allowed it at all. And it's all to do with pleasing one partner and then the other partner pleases you. And it's centered around touch and eroticism and breath work. And the aim is not to climax, which I know, David, you probably your eyebrows are always being horrified oh no 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 I love being touched and teased and edged and I like the long sex I'm not in the wham bam slanky ma'am like Carol is it's not edging and it's and you literally you walk away having a journey of pleasure without the orgasm or climax being the primary goal and um and it's just it's it's a really interesting thing thing where you can you can you know, sort of breed desire and myst a mystique within an environment where you are in each other's face every five minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's been a lot of fun. No, that is absolutely. Yeah, and fun. I want to get some more information about your audio tapes too. Off, off air, I'm going to ask you some more information because I think that's something that would work for me as well. And I love the audio. Of, and the one thing, you know, with, with porn, I always find she's always shouting a lot louder oh, yeah. than, than the guy. And I want to hear him. Yeah. He's, what turns me on and so you don't have that option but we do in, in audio form mm -hmm. i can make you a tape dom <laughs> <laughs> of his moaning and groaning you know what i mean right it's not the same thing as whispering sweet nothings <laughs> i could whisper sweet nothings <laughs> i just wanted to add to that because you know we are all together and self-isolating and even though david and i are used to spending 24 7 together uh, because you know we work we're of course, husband and wife, but we also work together as business partners. And so we spend our whole day together. But the fact that we can't really leave our home and we can't be traveling as we're used to once a month and we get away into new environments, we kind of made a pact to each other when it first started a few weeks ago to make sure we stay happy and stay, uh, well, sexy with each other and not get grumpy and not get mad that we're, you know, can't travel or whatever. I've succeeded at that. And we decided that at least once an hour, we will either hug each other or kiss each other or touch somehow sensually, not necessarily just, you know, slap on the back or anything, but do something, some type of intimacy, which is a little bit in your realm of non-demand. And... Uh, and it's actually worked, you know, we, as soon as we, because we actually have our own offices and we're separated in the house, if we go to get together for lunch, for example, we'll start with a hug or a kiss and, you know, just sort of reconnect with each other, which I think has really worked well. Mm, so important. Yeah. And I think it helps to have, and I know I have an office. And so when I step out my office, I'm in, I'm in my home. And so is my mind. 
Mm-hmm. And I think that makes a difference. And touch, we always say in the space, while everyone is talking about a better orgasm, a faster orgasm, a better toy, a faster toy, you cannot forget the, the starting point of a physical touch. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely, Dom. Yes, this has been such an amazing discussion. I love this segment of Great Sex Matters, especially us girls sharing what we're doing here. But we are coming to the end of the show, and I think it's now time for some final advice. So, Heather, I'm going to put this one on you. Um, what would you say, I guess, with your platform, what would be a reasonable first goal for a couple who signs up on pleaseme.com? What would be their first goal that they could achieve that would help them have great sex? Yeah, that's a great question. I think that, you know, each of them taking the survey individually um, and then just simply taking a moment to go in, set up your profile and pick your avatar, answer a few questions, as many as you feel comfortable uh, answering, do a little exploration around your world. And then I would come back together as a couple. You don't have to necessarily share your identities if you want to remain anonymous. For some couples, they want to know and they want to be connected, but it's totally up to them. But you can share your world results. And so what I mean by that is if you're, I'm a Zeta I mentioned earlier, and if my partner went in and took the results and he was a Lynx, I could learn a little bit about that world. He could learn a little bit about my world. And then we could come together and talk about some of the preferences that we chose that maybe put us in a different world if you're comfortable. But if you're not, they can at least learn about each other's world and discuss, hey, I'd like to understand what really turns you on. You know, what do you feel comfortable sharing with me? I think turn-ons are a great place to start. And if there's any turn-on, if you've known each other for a while, is there any turn-on you've ever had that you never shared with me? Something new that you want to share about your sexuality, I think, is a great place to start. And I also think the articles and the content that are on the site, they can spawn a conversation or be a conversation starter um, many times, whether they're articles we put out or some of the channels put out. I see a lot of conversations started right in the feed. But I imagine if you were to bring that article to your partner and say, hey, I read this article. I really found this part fascinating. Um, take a read. I'd love to chat with you about it. it. It gives that common ground of, hey, I read this. Um, what do you think? Versus, hey, I've always wanted to try this. Now let's go do it. Communication, <laughs> communication, communication. Yeah. yeah, find some tools and some things that you're looking for and that you're interested in. And then, you know, have some bravery. Share them with your partner. You're never going to fulfill a fantasy if you don't talk about it. Exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. Share fantasies, I think, would be the other big one. Share your fantasies. Beautiful. So, Dom, I'm going to let you close the show by telling everyone or suggesting to everyone what is one thing they could do tonight to help them reduce their stress related to the coronavirus? Masturbate, masturbate, masturbate. (laughs) I love it. (laughs) May is masturbation month. May is masturbation month. All right, Dom, Heather, that was an amazing show. Thank you both for being here, sharing sharing all that great information. First, Heather, tell everyone how they can find you online. Yeah, so Please Me is spelled with a Z. It's P-L-E-A-Z-E-M-E dot com. Um, And just come check us out is what I would say. Come join the revolution. Beautiful. And Dom, once again, where would you like people to go to see what amazing things you are doing in the world of sexuality? Come visit us at Healthy Pleasure Collective 
and you can find everything there or you can always find me on TSL, my favorite place to hang out. <laughs> we love it when you're here and we will have you back many more times in the near future. We're coming up on our 200th episode and we just passed 800,000 yeah. listeners. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank Thanks you. Thanks so much. And of course, we're Thanks learning. For Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. And of course, we're learning more and more every week with all our fantastic guests. And of course, we hope you do too. You can visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com to find out more about our expert guests. You can even contact them if you have any questions about sex, sexuality, relationships, or social media platforms. And of course, remember to follow the protocol that's suggested by your local health authorities. Wash your hands, stay home. And if you have to go out, please stay away from others. Continue listening to our show and visit our website, thesexylifestyle.com. And if you have any questions at all, you can send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. Well, that's it for our show today. Heather, Dom, thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to thank all our listeners once again for being there week after week after week. Join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Stay safe, and of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever. Oh, 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 oh,